Episode 888. Nine guard hands work. This episode, we're going to read the first chapter of the great book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and break down most concepts that we are instilled into in this life. You know what I'm saying? But it's all about mindsets, mind changes. That's all it's about. We're going to break this down in episode 888, first chapter. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm going to read first. Okay. Why milestones are important. People of all cultures, countries celebrate milestones. We use them to measure time, mark progress, reflect on the lessons we've learned, and celebrate accomplishments. There are a way we interrogate past, present, and future. Looking back at wherever we started, where we are today, and the promise of all the future can hold. Mind over matter. Five years ago, when I first major milestone, marketing 20 years since Rich Dad, Poor Dad, first published. I wrote these words. The Beatles released Sgt. Pepper Lonely Hears Club Band album on June 1st, 1967. It was an immediate commercial and critical success, spending 27 weeks at the top of albums charts in the UK and 15 weeks at number one in the United States. Time Magazine declared Sgt. Pepper's a historic departure in the progress of music. It won four Grammy Awards in 1968, as well as Album of the Year, the first rock album ever to receive that honor. Rich Dad, Poor Dad was released 20 years ago on my 50th birthday on April 8, 1997. Unlike the Beatles story, the book was not an immediate commercial. You really on uh, the podcast right now. Talk your shit. Episode eight. Yeah, bitch. I was in the middle. I was. I'm an answer, nigga. Bitch, I was really just reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, breaking it down. But you know, you my brother. Talk your nigga. Get your get your uh, words in, nigga. Yeah, they can hear you, bitch. Man, I'm a little tired right now, man. You can't win, man. But it's the only one and only, man. D, King, Drip, man. You know what I'm saying? D, Tang, D, U, Double B. You know what I'm saying, man? You know what I'm saying, man? Checking in, man. What up, brother
factual. And that's crazy. You see what my brother just said? He said I was the rapper and I was the porn star and I'm reading a book about changing mindsets. So that was great what my brother just said. <laughs> <laughs> Factual. <laughs> that shit. But, uh, Chad sent the number, bitch. I know I called him. Are you calling my bitch? Sorry for the interruption. What were we? Back on. So Rich Dad Poor Dad was released 20 years ago on my 50th birthday on April 8, 1997. Unlike the Beatles story, the book not an immediate commercial success. It was not a critical success. In fact, the book release in the firestorm of criticism that followed was quite the opposite. Rich Dad Poor Dad was originally self-published because every book publisher we approached turned my book down. A few rejections slipped, offered comments like, you don't know what you are talking about. I learned that most publishers are more like my highly educated poor dad than my rich dad, than my rich dad. Most publishers disagree with my rich dad lesson on money, as did my poor dad. Right. Chapter one. I had two fathers, a rich one and a poor one. One was highly educated and intelligent. He had a PhD and completed four years of undergraduate work in less than two years. He then went on to Stanford University, the University of Chicago and Northwestern University to do his advanced studies all on full financial scholarships. The other father never finished the eighth grade. Both men were successful in their career, working hard all their lives. Both earned substantial incomes, yet one always struggled financially. The other will become one of the richest men in Hawaii. One died leaving tens of millions of dollars of his family to his family, charities, and his church. The other left bills to be paid when he died. Both men were strong, charismatic, and influential. Both men offered me advice, but they did not advise the same thing. Both men believed strongly in education, but did not recommend the same course of study. If I had had only one dad, I would have had to accept or reject his advice. Having two dads offer me the choice of contrasting points of views, one of a rich dad and one of a poor man. Instead of simply accepting or rejecting one or the other, I found myself thinking more, comparing, and then choosing for myself. The problem was that the rich man was not rich yet, and the poor man was not yet poor. Both were just staring out on their careers, and both were struggling with money and families, but they had very different points of views about money. For example, one dad would say, the love of money is the root of all evil. The other would say the lack of money is the root to all evil. Okay, right there. You see the different mindsets. I grew up at a certain point, I used to be like the love of money is the root of all evil. But then I used to say, 
but you need money to do things on this earth. So that's what I was contradicting myself at. But like he said, for example, one dad would say the love of money is the root of all evil. The other said the lack of money is the root of all evil. Because, you know, it's about the mindset, about what you think. Because the lack of money, you would feel like you're in an evil presence or an evil state. As a young boy, having two strong fathers both influencing me was difficult. I wanted to be a good son and listen, but the two fathers did not say the same things. The, the contrast in their points of view, particularly about money, was so extreme that I grew curious and intrigued. I began to start thinking for long periods of time about what each was saying. Much of my private time was spent reflecting, asking myself questions such as, why does he say that? And then asking the same question of the other dad's statement. It would have been much easier to simply say, yeah, he's right, I agree with that, or to simply reject the point of view by saying, the old man doesn't know what he's talking about. Instead, having two dads whom I love force me to think and ultimately choose a way of thinking for myself as a process choosing for myself turned out to be much more valuable in the long in the long run than simply accepting or rejecting a single point of view. One of the reasons the rich get rich and the poor get poor and the middle class struggles in debt is that the subject of money is taught at home, not in school. Most of us learn about money from our parents, so what can poor parents tell their child about money? They simply say, stay in school and study hard. The child may graduate with excellent grades, but with, with a poor person's financial programming and mindset. Okay, right there, another great point. They say, one of the reasons for the rich get rich and the poor get poorer is what we learn from at home, you feel me? If ones have never been rich, how can we really learn a financial gain from them? You get what I'm saying? And that's not bad. It's just that's how life is set up. You feel me? And most parents, most people in their life don't have a rich parent. So we tend to learn simple tactics of work hard and get a job. You feel me? Instead of you know, buying a company or, you know, building a business, you know, feel me? So what can poor parents tell their child about money? They simply say, stay in school and study hard. But with a poor person's financial programming and mindset, sadly money is not taught in schools. Schools focus on scholastic and professional skills, but not on financial skills. Yes, you can get skills from school to get a great job, but not own a great business. That's the difference. This explains why smart bankers, doctors, and accountants who earn excellent grades may struggle financially all of their lives. Our staggering national debt is due in large part to highly educated politicians and government officials making financial decisions with little or no training in the subject of money. Today, I often wonder what will happen when we have millions of people who need financial and medical assistance. They will be dependent upon their families or the government for financial support. What will happen when Medicare and Social Security run out of money? How will a nation survive if teaching children about money continues to 
be left to parents, most of whom will be or are already poor. Because I have two influential fathers I learned from both of them. I had to think about each dad's advice and in doing so I gained valuable insight into the power and effect of one's thoughts on one's life. For example, one's dad had a habit of saying, I can't afford this. And the other said those words to be used. He inspired me and asked, how can I afford this? One is a statement, the other is a question. Okay, like that's simple right there because I grew up with ones, you know, it's simple, like I can't afford this, but that actually shuts down the brain of a child. But like he said, his rich dad will say, how can I afford this? And one is a statement and one is a question. So one to have you shut down and one to actually have you thinking, you know? Like he say, he asks, how can I afford this? One is a statement and the other is a question. One lets you off the hook and the other forces you to think. My soon-to-be-rich dad would explain that by automatically saying the words, I can't afford it, your brain stops working by asking the question, how can I afford it? Your brain, it puts to work. He did not mean that you should buy everything you want. He was financially about exercising your mind, the most powerful computer in the world, he'd say. My brain gets stronger every day because I exercise it. The stronger it gets, the more money I can make. He believed that automatically saying I can't afford it was a sign of mental laziness. That's true, though. Like I say, mental laziness. And like he said, my brain gets stronger every day because I exercise it. How can I? How can I? So you're thinking more. Although both dads worked hard, I noticed that one... One dad had a habit of putting his brain to sleep when he came to finances, and the other had a habit of exercising his, exercising his brain. The long-term result was that one dad grew stronger financially and the other grew weaker. It is not much different from a person who goes to the gym to exercise on a regular basis versus someone who sits on the couch watching television. Proper physical exercise increases your chances for health, and proper mental exercise increases your chances for wealth. Like you break that down like that. Like you say, you got a, your mind is a muscle. Your mind is a computer. You have to exercise your mind just like you exercise your arms, your, you feel me, legs, your body, you feel me? Just do the same thing with your brain every day. And don't put no fake shit in your brain, you feel me? Because they are steroids, you feel me, that'll have your shit inflated like you him, but you really them. You know what I'm saying? But that's why I say proper mental exercise increases your chances at well. My two dads had opposing attitudes and that affected the way they thought. One dad thought that the rich should pay more in taxes to take care of those less fortunate. The other said taxes punish those who produce and reward those who don't produce. One dad recommended study hard so you can find a good company to work for. The other recommended study hard so you can find a good company to buy. One dad said, the reason I'm not rich is because I have you kids. The other said, the reason I must be rich is because I have you kids. You see the difference, right? I love that. That's beautiful. 
That's a different mindset. One dad said, the reason I'm not rich is because I have you kids. The other dad said, the reason I must be rich is because I have you kids. You see the difference? It's all by mindsets. One encouraged talking about money and business at the dinner table while the other forbid the subject of money to discuss over a meal. One said, when it comes to money, play it safe. Don't take risks. The other said, learn to manage risks. Right there is beautiful. Say so one said, when it comes to money, play it safe. Don't take risks. The other said, learn to manage the risks. So your risks will be less risky if you're managing them. Learn from blueprints. You know what I'm saying? One believes our home is our largest investment and our greatest asset. The other believes my house is a liability and is... And if your house is your largest investment, you're in trouble. Both dads paid their bills on time, yet one paid his bills first and the others paid his bills last. One dad believed in a company or the government taking care of you when you need. He was always concerned about paying pay raises, retirement plans, medical benefits, sick leave, vacation days, and other perks. He was impressed with two of his uncles who joined the military and earned their retirement, an entitled package for life after 20 years of active service. He loved the idea of medical benefits and PH privileges. The military provided it retirees. He also loved the tenure system available through the university. The idea of job protection for life and job benefits seemed more important at times than the job, he would often say. I've worked hard for the government and I'm entitled to these benefits. The other believed in total financial self-reliance. He spoke out against the entitlement mentality and how it created weak and financial needy people. He was impotent about being financially competent. One dad struggled to save a few dollars, the other created investments. One dad taught me how to write an impressive resume so I could find a good job. The other taught me how to write a strong business and financial plan so I could create jobs. Being a product of two strong dads allowed me the luxury of observing the effects different thoughts have on one's life. I noticed that people really do shape their lives through their thoughts. For example, my poor dad always said, I'll never be rich in that Prophecy became reality. My rich dad, on the other hand, always referred to himself as rich. He could say things like, I am rich. I am a rich man, and rich people don't do this. Even when he was flat broke after a major financial setback, he continued to refer himself as rich. He would cover himself by saying, there is a difference between being poor and being broke. Broke is temporary. Poor is internal. Factual. Broke is temporary, poor is internal. My poor dad would say, I'm not interested in money, or money doesn't matter. My rich dad always said money is power. The power of our thoughts may never be measured or appreciated, but it becomes obvious to me as a young boy that it was important to be aware of my thoughts and how I express myself. I noticed that my poor dad was poor not because of the amount of money he earned, which was significant, but because of his thoughts and actions as a young boy having two fathers, I became accurately aware of being careful about which thoughts I choose to adopt as my own. 
Should I listen to my rich dad or to my poor dad? Although both men had tremendous respect, education, and learning, they disagreed about what they thought was important to learn. One wanted me to study hard, earn a degree, and get a good job to earn money. He wanted me to study to become a professional, an attorney, or an accountant, and go to business school for my MBA. The other encouraged me to study to be rich, to understand how money works, and to learn how to have it work for me. I don't work for money, were words he would repeat over and over. Money works for me. As the age of my, at the age of nine, I decided to listen to and learn from my rich dad about money. In doing so, I chose not to listen to my poor dad, even though he was the one with all the college degrees. A lesson from, okay. A lesson from Robert Frost. The road not taken. The road not taken. Two roads diverge in a yellow wood. And sorry I could not travel both and be one traveler. Long I stood and looked down one as far as I could to where it bent and the other growth. Then took the other as just as fair and having perhaps the better claim because it was grassy and wanted and wanted wear through as for that the passing there had warned them really about the same and both that morning equally lay in leaves no step had trodden black oh i kept the first for another day yet knowing how may how way leads unto way i doubted if i could ever come back I shall be telling this with a sigh. Somewhere ages and ages hence, two roads diverged in a wood, and I took the one less traveled by, and that was, that has made all the difference. And that has made all the difference. Over the years, I have often reflected upon choosing not to listen to my highly educated dad advice and attitude about money was a painful decision, but it was a decision that shaped the rest of my life. One, I made, once I made up my mind about to, who to listen to, my education about money began. My rich dad taught me over a period of 30 years until I was 39. He stopped once he realized that I knew and fully understood what he had been trying to drum into my often thick skull. Money is one form of power, but what is more powerful is financial education. Money comes and goes, but if you have the education about how money works, you gain power over it and can begin building wealth. The reason positive thinking alone does not work is because most people went to school and never learned how money works. So they spend their lives working for money. Because I was only nine years old when I started the lesson, my rich dad taught me was simple. And when it was all said and done, there were only six main lessons repeated over 30 years. This book is about those six lessons put as simply as possible, just as simply as my rich dad put forth lessons to me. The lessons are meant 
not to be answered, but guideposts that will assist you and your children and your families to grow wealthier no matter what happens in a world of increasing changes and uncertainty. Episode 8. Introduction. Episode 9 will be Lesson 1. Rich Dad, Poe Dad.